0: Hi, welcome to St Narnia's Church in Stonehouse. My name's Stuart and I get to be the minister here. It's my privilege to welcome you from wherever you find yourself today. Today our worship will be led by Yvonne Hamilton who is one of our local worship leaders and our reading and prayer will be brought to you by Stevie. She will read first and she'll lead us in prayer later in our time together. So let's see what Luke's Gospel has to say to us this morning. This morning's reading is taken from Luke Chapter 18, verses 1 through to 8 Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God or cared about men. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice, so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice, and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith in the earth?
1: Today we heard another of Jesus' parables. If you look up the meaning of a parable, it says, a simple story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson as told by Jesus in the Gospels. A simple story. Now, many of the parables Jesus told, I think, are simple enough for us to grasp. But today's parable, for me, is a bit trickier. It is, on the surface, a bothersome and strange story that I think challenges us to search not only for a possible meaning and application, but also for any sense of the presence of God. I much prefer cleaner and simpler parables from Jesus, stories that easily fit into our ways of thinking and acting. However, parables like today's make me dig a bit deeper, and they make me think more, which is a good thing. The passage itself moves in what seems to be disconnected ways. The context Luke suggests is about prayer and the importance of not giving up. The parable that follows revolves around a not so nice person and his indifference towards one who lived in the margins, one who was barely getting by. The passage then ends with a question, a question about faith. From prayer and callousness to persistence and faithfulness. Now, while it might seem disjointed in first reading, there is something significant here about who we are and how we are to order our lives in this complex and confusing world. Two main characters in this parable are drawn from the real world. Luke's Gospel is filled with stories like this, where the surprise of grace is discovered not in holy, pious, religious people, but in seeing reality through the lens of God's kingdom. These two characters open that door. The judge in this story is not presented in any kind of favourable light. He doesn't fulfil the role and the responsibility assigned to him. Rather than being an advocate for others, like this widow, this judge at first ignores her. He seems to act against her. Instead of hearing her complaints in a fair and impartial way, the judge clearly had no time nor interest in the request of this widow. It appears that he had no respect for justice, and no feeling for the suffering of others. In Jesus' day, there were those judges who were notorious for accepting bribes, for being corrupt and perverting the course of justice. Now, we don't know if this judge was corrupt or not. But what we do know is that the judge was not a believer in anything beyond himself. So we can assume then that this judge, who respected no person, cared little about widows and orphans and the poor of the land, those whom the law commanded them to protect. A widow in that culture would have been one of the most hopeless of people. She'd not only lost her husband, but evidently there was no family left to support or to sustain her. She'd lost whatever social standing that she might have had. In essence, she'd lost her life. She was one of far too many who were living in the age of society, overlooked, ignored and forgotten. She had no voice, no influence and it seemed no future. So she turns to the one person who might have helped her but instead all she found was more rejection. So what does she do? Does she give up? Does she go away quietly? No. She is persistent and she is determined. Even though the judge wants nothing more to do with this woman, she doesn't give up. And it pays off because the widow finally gets a settlement in her favour. But we can't ignore why or how that happens. Yes, the judge does finally give in but not because of any sense of justice or compassion, but rather simply because the woman has become a nuisance. She's going to wear him out, by continually showing up. So he gives in and he gives her what she wants to get rid of her. Why does Luke set us up with that introductory comment about how we are to pray and not lose heart, and then follow with a story? How can we draw any insight into prayer or about the life of faith or how we are to live in this world from a story like this? In his explanatory notes upon the New Testament, John Wesley commented that this and the following parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, which we will hear next week, warn us against two fatal extremes with regard to prayer. The former, this unjust judge parable, warns us against faintness and weariness. The latter, the Pharisee and the tax collector, Wesley says, warns us against self-confidence. Luke introduces this sequence of stories by connecting prayer with not giving up. Or as John Wesley phrases it, weariness, a sense that our prayers are not getting results, so why bother? But the truth is, when prayers go unanswered or we don't get what we'd hoped for, a weariness does settle in and we begin to give up. The widow was in a helpless situation and she could have easily lost heart and given up. As someone who was a nobody in her community, too poor to resort to bribery and lacking in flesh or friends, the chance of her having any success was nil. And what's more, she couldn't exactly count on the religious principles of the judge because it seemed he had none. The widow is a picture of helplessness. And if she had lost heart, given up, gone away quietly, who would have blamed her? Is that what we do when we pray? Do we lose heart and give up? I believe one of the big issues that we face in our praying is that we don't come to God in helplessness and with an earnestness like the widow. We are often far too half-hearted about what we're praying for. And our prayers can often sound a bit like a to-do list. But if we really believe that God hears and answers our prayers, if we were convinced that prayer changes things, heals broken lives, restores severed relationships, then surely we, like the widow, would be hammering in God's door, constantly asking, seeking, knocking and waiting, our trust sometimes fainting, sometimes growing angry. In the face of every difficulty, we wouldn't lose heart. Instead, we would consistently and persistently keep on going to God, despite feeling discouraged. The Bible itself records some of the prayers of people who have gone to God with their seemingly hopeless situations. Some of the most bitter complaints about God and his ways are to be found in the Bible. In the Psalms and the Book of Job, the cries of bitter and angry people are recorded for us today. But rather than lose heart and give up on God, they persistently called out to him. My God, I cry in the daytime. But you do not answer. In the night season, and I'm not silent. We hear of Jesus praying in the night of his arrest. Being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. His sweat became like great drops of blood falling down in the ground. Even though Jesus was in a hopeless situation, he didn't lose heart. He prayed even more fervently. It would have been easy for the widow to give up because the odds were against her of ever moving the judge for him to do anything in her favour. In spite of how things might look to you and I, and how overpowering chaos and trouble are in our lives, and even though the situation appears hopeless, Jesus urges us not to lose faith, but to keep on praying. If we believe that prayer is important, then nothing should keep us from doing so. This parable speaks to us about the trustworthiness and the generosity of God. If a crooked judge can give what is asked for, how much more will God, who is gracious and kind, give us what we pray for? Jesus said something similar to this after the parable about the man who persistently knocked on his neighbour's door at midnight. He said, Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are able, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? You see, if sinful parents give good things to the children because they love them, then it follows that our Heavenly Father, who promised to love us at our own baptism and to walk with us throughout life's journey, will never ignore our prayers and will always answer them in the most giving way. Our text today reassures us that God does hear our prayers, just as the judge heard the widow and their pleadings. However, we can take great comfort in the knowledge that God is far more gracious than the dishonest judge is. For God answers out of his goodness and kindness and grace. If his answers depended on us or on how well we prayed on how, how well we have lived as his people, then we couldn't expect to have our prayers answered, could we? I'm sure every one of us here this morning admits that prayer doesn't have that place in our lives that it should. Even as we confess our slackness when it comes to praying, God answers that prayer out of love and reminds us that we belong to him and the blood of his son has saved us. His answers are always good. His answers are never vengeful or vindictive. As God's children, we can count on that. This parable about the persistent widow and the unjust judge is also a story about encouragement. Jesus is saying, Take heart. Don't give up praying just because times are hard. Keep on praying. Why? Because of the relationship that we have with God through baptism. Keep on praying because God is gracious and God is kind. Keep on praying even if the situation looks hopeless in our eyes. Keep on praying because God loves us and is waiting to answer our prayers in a way that will be for our benefit. Keep on praying because we have a God who is willing and waiting to hear from us and who wants to apply his loving answer to every request that we bring to him. Sometimes we may doubt. We may be angry, we may be upset and we may question why. But God is always there and always ready to listen. One of the frustrating realities we all come face to face with at some point in our lives is the apparent delay in receiving answers to our prayers. That, however, is no excuse for giving up. Continually coming to God provides an opportunity for us to refine our prayers for God's grace to define us so that the shape and the direction of our prayers are bent towards the way of Christ, and not merely in a self centered way. In this story the judge finally gives in to the widow simply to make her go away. He's delayed his actions in the hope that she would leave him alone and maybe go and pester another judge. It's at this point in the parable that Jesus reminds us God is nothing like this judge. God will hear. God will act. God will not delay. Jesus helps connect the dots between persistent prayer and faithful living as a way of urging us to align our lives with that holy love and compassion. It's important for our spiritual lives to be engaged in persistent prayer, but it's also important to live faithfully as a result of having been the recipients of God's love, mercy and grace. God's self-giving sustains, nourishes, strengthens, empowers, emboldens and enables us to face the circumstances of life. The American author Philip Yancey writes, Persistent prayer keeps on bringing God and me together. As I pour out my soul to God, I get it off my chest, so to speak, unloading some of my burden to one who can handle it better. Little by little as I get to know God, I learn that God has nothing in common with an unjust judge, though at times it may seem so. Persistent prayer changes me by helping me see the world and my life through God's eyes. As the relationship progresses, I realise that God has a clearer picture of what I need than I do. As we pray, we bring God our specific, actual, everyday needs. God becomes more real to us. Nearer to us, God's will for us becomes clearer. Prayer is an act of trust which reorders our priorities and helps us to see and to live into a different future. In a world filled with fear, prejudice, hatred, violence, we need to be living faithfully, boldly, tenaciously as people who pray and strive for God's kingdom to come on earth as in heaven. I hope that in doing so, we will discover that we have unleashed the power of prayer to make a difference in our lives and the lives of others and that that difference will shape and build a different world, a fairer world, a more just world. How sweet
2: My shepherd and my king
0: God, when we despair of our world, where folk are hurting each other, whisper your words of comfort. When we ask, how long, O Lord, help us not to give up. When we are overwhelmed with sorrow, lift our spirits to focus on you, our light, for you are a God who will not be thwarted forever. You will not allow evil to have the last word. So God, for all who despair today, whisper those words of comfort for all who have asked, how long? We remember those in our community who have been bereaved. May they know your loving arms around them. And your support and help. We remember those who are unwell or recovering from illness, also their families whom you are helping through those anxious days. We pray for those suffering political oppression, especially the women and girls of Iran. We pray for those caught up in war, especially the peoples of Russia. Ukraine. We remember those for whom this last week has brought disaster and tragedy. Those whose lives are in turmoil. Bring hope for all who are overwhelmed. Be their light in the darkness. For you, persistent God, promise justice for all your people. As we continue to pray For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let's go from this time together with God's blessing. Know that you are loved and that God, known to us as Father, Son and Holy Spirit, blesses us and sends us on our way. <music>